0: Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little, uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we would like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate Live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 Live. There in we go. Person. Boom. Yes. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com We've drank Bullfinch's beer before Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening at Bullfinch You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other (laughs) All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, a Night Shift Radio original.
2: Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So there's like hot chocolate, right?
1: Okay. All right. Just hot like chocolate. Hot, like the hot drink. Chocolate. Like from... The drink. From Polar Express. Hot chocolate. Sure. Okay.
2: Uh, that movie's creepy, but yeah. That, <laughs> yes. yes, it that. is. Um, There's hot chocolate made with milk.
1: Okay. That's, you know, the right way.
2: Then there's hot chocolate made with water.
1: Which is what you do when you don't have milk, but you really want hot chocolate.
2: This movie was hot chocolate with water. <laughs> Like, it's an okay zombie movie to a degree, but I was just like, "Yeah, I would have rather had the milk." Like
1: <laughs> yeah. no, that, there, there, there was an essential something that's lacking, just, just a I, little you something.
2: Know, I, you know, that's the thing about this movie, and we'll talk about it throughout this episode because that's what we do on this show. Is that um, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> after five years. I think we figured it out.
0: <laughs>
2: it. It was it, it was a straightforward movie. It didn't add, it wasn't complex. I mean, I guess it had one element that it could have been like, maybe let's talk about that a little more. But I was just like, I don't even think you need to. Like, it's fine. Like, it just, it did, it was a zombie movie and that's it. Like, it's it's exactly what I expected of a zombie movie. It just didn't, it was very safe feeling.
1: I have a similar but slightly... Slightly more in-depth uh, assessment, uh, but first of all, hello, Michael.
2: Hi, 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 hi. Brie. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good.
1: I'm good. What What are we? What What is our countdown at? Are we at seven episodes? I think we're at six
2: episodes six. now, because I think seven is uh, last week. So I'll have to go back and uh, check what. So M, our social media uh, manager, I'll have to check what she's uh, posted. Because she's doing the countdown for us.
1: That's that's handy because we clearly cannot be. Uh. <laughs> we
2: clearly don't know when our own show. Okay, so today she posted seven weeks until uh, the the fifth anniversary. So that means it is this now six, six weeks.
1: Wow! So we are yeah. we are coming right up on it, folks. We uh, as we've been saying for the last uh, I guess four weeks now, we are counting down uh, the final ten episodes to our fifth anniversary. Uh, and that, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess depending on how long you've been here, that may not seem like a big deal to you, but it's kind of a big deal to us. I mean, it's 300 something films, uh, you know, one, one episode every week, uh, sometimes multiple films in a single episode, uh, frequently random bonus episodes here and there, uh, in, in addition to what, uh, started, uh, a couple years back, our additional weekly bonus episode. Uh, that's a lot of time spent staring at uh, at, at this Google Meet screen and <laughs> talking into microphones to each other about movies. And uh, goddamn, goddamn, that that is a that's a hell of an accomplishment. I feel like we say this every year, but like there are very few things in my life that I've hit a five year milestone on. Yeah. I
2: mean, uh, that's a, that's a really big commitment for a lot of things mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, most people only hit that five year mark with things like spouses and jobs, well, and like, right? Like very rarely, even that is, you know, sometimes.
1: There's a general, like somewhat unspoken rule in the restaurant industry that if a restaurant hits the five year anniversary, they're probably going to succeed, And you figure, like a lot of, and like small businesses in general, uh, a lot of small businesses will like pop up and they'll, they'll fizzle out slowly or they'll burn out bright or whatnot. But like if they make it to that five year mark, usually that means that they've got an established successful model and are in it for, you know, as as long as the owner is willing or capable. Uh, And I feel like in a lot of ways that kind of, applies to to things like this like i don't think very many shows make it to the 5 year mark i mean we we talked a while back about how many shows make it past what 21 episodes uh it's yeah it's a small amount it's like you know 1% of podcasts
2: last uh longer than 20 uh, something episodes or you know or something like that but yeah it's it's like an insanely small percentage of podcasts last Past a certain amount of episodes And, you know, in in the, uh, the four years we've been doing No, three years we've been doing uh, a Night Shift Media Group You know, previously Night Shift Radio uh, mm-hmm. The Podcast Network We've seen our fair share of shows come and go mm-hmm. um, You know, a good portion of them were limited series Sure You know, I'm thinking like uh, Set Condition 1 um, uh, where and Where No Mom where Has no gone, mom before. gone Before yep. You know, like those are very limited series uh, Because there's, there was only so many episodes episodes. Um, you know, suspense is another great example. Like there's only so many episodes. Yeah. Uh so that's another great example of a show that was, you know, very limited. And we've had our shows that we gave it a shot and, you know, maybe it didn't work. Yeah. Uh you know, I mean, we've got Rings of the the Rings of Power show uh Tipples and Tolkien. Um that's that's somewhat of a limited series cuz we're waiting on season 2 of Rings of Power to be made, which sure. is not going to be for another year.
1: Sure.
2: So, like that show won't come back until next year um and but you know like it's it's that sort of thing
1: even even some of our shows that like have come and gone still managed to make it well past that the 20ish episode threshold uh which means that as a network we've got a pretty decent success rate in this industry but like really no matter what you think of us uh, as hosts and uh, as of this show in particular you kind of have to admit that we're in some, uh, some reasonably elite company when it comes to just fucking sheer grit and determination to just keep fucking doing this every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, the, the, the moral of the
2: story is, is that we, uh, want your fucking respect, uh, for just being, uh, absolutely impossible to kill. Um, yes. and you know, I, I mentioned this once before, but when we started this podcast, there was another podcast called never heard of it. That's true. Um, uh, that was out uh, and never heard of it. it was a little different of a theme so instead of movies you've never heard of it was um, movies uh, popular movies that the the people the hosts missed so it was like oh, hey I okay. missed this popular I, I just missed this movie for some reason and some of them were kind of obscure but you know they did one on like Back to the Future and stuff like that so I it was just like was hey like I just the first
1: yeah. example that you gave me and I was like really? like yeah Okay. And they
2: did, like, The Godfather, and I think, and, and some other, like, you know, big, they did, like, some Kurosawa films and stuff, and it was just films that the hosts, you know, big films that the hosts missed.
1: Well, And, like, to an extent, I I, I completely respect that, because, like, the number of times that I've had to tell someone, I just didn't, I never watched a movie that they think is, like, a beloved classic, just because yeah. of, like, my childhood. Um, but, like, I knew about it, like. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But uh, you, know, you know, still respect to them. They they gave it a go and they they did it for a while. But you know, we we stuck it out longer.
2: We outlived them by uh, uh, by two years. They their last episode was in December of twenty twenty. Which
1: twenty 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 killed a lot of things.
2: It sure did, uh, and then there was another podcast that came and went uh, in between that time called Never Heard of It, um, which was a uh, instead of a movie podcast. I think it was just like a lifestyle podcast, uh, I, and I'm I'm not exactly sure. I didn't uh, listen to any episodes, but I I saw that they popped up. But we outlived both of them. It's true. The oh. Never Heard of It podcast lasting five years, outliving uh, both of those other two podcasts, and here we are, like some on kind episode.
1: Of goddamn mutant super zombie! <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host Michael Vite. and I just realized uh, ever so slightly too late after I entered my initials into the high score of an arcade cab the other night that if I went by Bree Buckets, uh, my initials would be BBC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was Capcom's Captain Commando or something like that. I'd never fucking, Dang. speaking of never heard of it, I'd never heard of this game before at all, but it was like, it, it's just kind of a, a generic multiplayer, uh, like beat up cabinet you know, think sure. like the ninja turtles or x-men captain america the avengers like that style uh, i played a guy called mac the knife who kind of looked like like a mummy with just fucking knives and i took on this like massive alien army and it was pretty dope that is the, <laughs> i what why wouldn't mac the knife
2: be like a gangster though cuz like there's a whole song describing who he is it and
1: he's he's a gangster it kind of had some gangster vibes but like oh, he did? Okay. but like undead gangster vibes Sure, sure. It was, it yeah, it's a little bit more like a like a like a Jack the Ripper esque type character. I feel like, okay, you know, he's just like stabby stabby, um, real weird, real weird game. But like, I walked up to the the bar because you know they have token machines that you put in dollars, whatever, and they they spit you back tokens. Uh, but at the bar, you can order uh, tokens and. You know, pay with your card. Uh, what I didn't realize is that the night that I went, they were having like a token special, like you get more for your money sort of thing. Uh, and so I was like, can I get 20 bucks? I figured that's like 80 tokens. And like, yes, that's still a lot, uh, but it, will last me over several times several visits i've done it before and it's cool because i just show up with my cup of tokens and just just play to my heart's content and i leave and the cup's not any lighter um and he's like yeah sure and then like stops for six like wait a second you really want 200 tokens i was like fuck yes i do <laughs> so <laughs> he, you're like no wait yes i do <laughs> he gave me a like I don't know, like 10 like pre-measured out cups with with tokens in them and then hands me he's like you get a bag too it's a fucking crown royal bag (laughs) yeah i emptied the cups into the crown royal bag and i kept one just to have like quick access you know like a a normal person but i'm walking around with my fucking my coin purse like a medieval royalty (laughs) like
2: a fucking (laughs) adventurer, so rpg adventure (laughs)
1: Uh, made their way into town yeah exactly like i feel like like next time i want to go like dressed in like pirate garb or something like that and just have it dangling from my belt and be like yeah i'd come (laughs) to play the arcade games (laughs) i don't know something like something like whatever
2: pirate the the arcade yeah you got it right the (laughs)
1: arcade
2: um so, speaking of of those sort of cabinet games, um, they just I just saw a thing. They released the Simpsons. This is harking back to our oh. last week's episode where we talked not only about the Simpsons, but also arcade cabinets. Yeah. Um, but they released the Simpsons Hit and Run uh, oh. soundtrack. Don't get too excited. Oh. <laughs> the soundtrack, the original soundtrack to the Simpsons Hit and Run How game is now available on Spotify and Apple uh, Podcasts. But that's a mo- that's a game that I absolutely loved playing and I'm like thinking about like how much time do I want to invest in trying to find that digitally to play.
1: I was just talking to my brother about that game over Christmas cuz that was the one that was like basically the crazy taxi but the Simpsons, right?
2: but the simpsons yeah, yeah i
1: remember playing that game on my buddy's gamecube out in rochester and yeah like, just sat down for the first time and it's like i had no idea what it was doing but like this is fun as hell yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the all the
2: simpsons games were so fun yeah. like super fun there was that one and then i forgot what the other one was but there was the other simpsons game where that's the one where you could be like bartman yeah and like fly around and stuff
1: well and then uh at the same arcade uh one of the one of the early times that I went, I played through the entire like uh, four player Simpsons uh, co op game uh, by myself. Uh, that's kind of what I've what I've been doing. Like, I'll sit and like play like you know a classic like a Galaga or something like that for a little while. But I've been trying to conquer all of the multiplayer cabinets by myself. So like, fucking Battletoe is one of the hardest games ever made. Yeah. You know, yeah. Turtles in Time. Uh, I mean,
2: Turtles in Time is yeah.
1: Captain Commando, the uh, the Simpsons, X Men, like all of them that they've got. I'm just trying to play. There's an alien versus predator one that I play. Like it was, you know, it's all, it's all the same style. It's the same gameplay and you got enough tokens that you don't fucking care that they're full, just like quarter eaters and you just go. Uh, it was, it was a good time. I enjoyed That's it.
2: That's awesome. I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so here we are. We're going to talk about this movie called Dead Zone. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we've been doing this for five years. And, you know, truth be told, 2BTV was one of the original reasons where we were like, are we going to have enough content to to do a podcast like yeah. how are we going to find enough movies and Tubi TV was the answer to that question Tubi they, TV had a plethora of bad movies
1: yeah i mean despite uh, eventually being purchased by by a big name they're owned by fox now uh Tubi TV has really been like our true ride or die for content for this show like we always know like if we if we're unsure at all what to do. Because, you know, we do theme months sometimes or we have specific things that we want to do and we kind of craft a, a month around that or whatever. Uh, but if we're, if ever we're not sure, we just do what I did this month and just dig through Tubi for things that look fun or ridiculous or, uh, you know, out there. Um, and I had a notion this month that I was going to try to do vaguely alien invasion ish. And of course, you know, as as you know, if you've been listening this whole month, we started with Cowboys and Aliens, which was a good film. Uh, And then we had two really pretty terrible ones back to back. Uh, And this one, I, I wasn't sure what it was going to be because I didn't really read the description. I'll be honest. I just saw like the, like the name of the movie, the one star who stuck out to me and uh, the fact that this was our very first Tubi original, uh, and like yeah. that's that's all I went on. But I love that like Tubi has uh, has gotten in that game of uh, of releasing original uh, paid content uh, as well. You know, Netflix I think kind of kicked it off, and we've seen it with Hulu, we've seen it with Prime, we've seen it with HBO, etc. Uh, and Tubi is like we're we're in on that. And honestly, if this is an indication of the direction that is going with original content, then they are staying on brand and I love it.
2: <laughs> you know, that was one of my things that uh, I was really worried about when Fox bought Tubi. I was like, ah, shit, are they gonna, like, purge it? And it's just, you know, they're gonna fill it up with just, like, Fox content. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. All they did was add the Fox content onto it. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And we got, there's some really good movies on Tubi. Like, you know, modern good movies. You know, like, the John Wick series is on there. There's mm-hmm. a couple of other films. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, that's that's pretty good. But, like, they just added, like, good movies all the masked singer uh, seasons, and then <laughs> kept all the other garbage. And I'm like, that the garbage is the reason I came. Yeah. So like, this is this is great. So I'm really excited that um they kept all the movies that they did. And you know, to your point, the the poster for this movie was confusing because it definitely looks like. Uh, uh, Michael J. White is in space. Yes. Um, yes. So like it looks like he is in like spaceship space. The suits that they wear kind of look like spaceship like you know astronauty in space suits. So it I I totally understand why you chose this movie thinking it was a space
1: film. And I'm kind of thinking like Dead Zone, is that, like, Dead Space, you know, the, the game franchise. Like, I didn't, I'm not thinking that there was a connection, but I'm like, you know, is that maybe the implication? Uh, no, what this turns out to be is actually a zombie film, which I got a very gotta balance, straightforward zombie film. <laughs> is uh, It was not disappointing to me because I love a zombie film, and this is a franchise, not a franchise, but, like, a genre or a subgenre that is really, really easy to, in a lot of ways, because you kind of... If you watch a zombie movie, you, you know the basics of how zombie movies work. Most of them stick to uh, a pretty basic formula. And then there's a few kind of subplots that most zombie movies follow. And you pretty much you know what you're getting. And if you like the genre, then you can dive right into just about any of them and have a decent time. If you don't like it, you know to stay away. And that's pretty much just... Pretty much black and white there. Uh, this uh, this this did not disappoint it in, in that regard. Um, and in like, I guess in some ways you could kind of think of uh, zombies as like an alien invasion, but I'm not going to try to stretch that analogy. It, I, <laughs> this this did not land in the theme like I thought it was going to, but it's fine. Um, what this does though and you mentioned like you you made the comparison to hot chocolate with uh, with water uh for me this was like someone said i really want to make a zombie movie but my biggest inspirations for filmmaking across the board are halo iron man resident evil and the secret of the us teenage mutant ninja turtles too
2: <laughs> all right yeah i mean you're not wrong and that's uh and, and that's true you know uh yeah i mean this movie you know you're right about zombie movies is that you know they're very formulaic and honestly you know it comes to the point with with zombie movies i feel like nowadays it's either like either you do it exactly to the formula mm-hmm. or you have to have the coolest most unique i Id- like it has to be have fucking hook. flawless yeah otherwise it's like you you did a bad zombie movie and yeah. and we know that bad zombie movies exist oh, the yeah. resident evil series was terrible it's, and it was like that was set up to be so good and they just it was just terrible it pains me know. to agree
1: with you but you are right <laughs> Yeah, and terrible. it sucks. I love them, but they are terrible.
2: <laughs> well, I so so not so much the I'm not even talking about the movies. I'm talking about the TV series. Oh, that's the right. TV series was that. terrible. Yeah. Uh the movies are good stand I think they're standard zombie fare. I think they yeah. did a really good job. I still think Resident Evil is in like the top uh best video game adaptations. Um, out there, in my opinion, still, still in like the top five for me.
1: I think you've got two major subcategories of of zombie movies. You have your like scrappy band of survivors that are just trying to get by and are typically picked off one by one, uh, or you have your this is a job for a few good men sort of thing. Uh, and that's the, the subcategory that dead zone falls into. Uh, we have this pretty stock standard plot where, uh, they, we have the infection. It's spread across the world. Uh, people have been reanimated. They're like, they're the fast kind of rage zombies, kind of similar to a 28 days later type. Uh, but, in order to contain and like reduce the the spread uh, the you know cities have been nuked and they're declared dead zones there's our title all right so we radiation have radiation
2: nuked yeah. by the way not like yeah. bomb nuked but yeah. like they drop like they flood it with radiation
1: yeah so these are like fully uninhabitable and supposedly uh, in doing so they've destroyed all the 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 infected in the area um because i don't think they use the z word at all in this film either
2: I don't recall them ever saying. They it. say
1: infected and they say creature yep. or thing, but I don't think they ever say zombie, which I think is interesting because that's a, that's another thing that you you have as a trope in zombie movies. Do you call them zombies or not?
2: Right. Do you say the word yeah out loud? Which yep.
1: uh, Shaun of the Dead is like masterfully uh, calls attention to, and I, I still to this day I love that. Uh, whereas you know, Zombie Strippers just leans right into like zombies. Yeah. They just say it straight up. Yeah. Uh, Another trope we've got. uh, Some scientists uh, were able to develop an experimental vaccine that they think might help uh, cure the virus or at least prevent people from getting infected. But, of course, the vaccine is now lost in a dead zone. And rather than doing the the thing that actually makes a lot of sense and mobilizing a large-scale coordinated operation to retake the dead zone clear it of the infected and get the um the the vaccine and get out uh they're like well we can't do that clearly so it's got to be just you guys and they're like yeah it, that tracks
2: they're they do very they're like well obviously that's out of the question they're like no wait let's yes, go back how, why how is that out of the question <laughs> let's let's just let's just have a round table about why that's good because I have
1: questions <laughs> and I also love that like it's presented as like, You five are the only assholes on this base, and you're literally all we've got and like the, the master chief who's, who's coordinating the whole thing walks out of the room and Michael Jai White who was the the one uh, star from this that I actually knew uh, you know he's been in a bunch of shit but of course I knew him most recently from uh, The Dark Knight he was Gamble he was uh, Spawn from the, the 90s yep. Spawn film and of yeah. course uh, Black oh, Dynamite as a, well also a
2: very well known martial artist yeah. by the way and yeah. I
1: mean he gets a chance to show that off in this as, as well yep. um, but yeah he like he turned to the group and it's like, you know, this basically is like a, it's on you to decide if you wanted to like, they basically make it a a volunteer mission, but of course everyone volunteers to go, uh, because there's only five of them to begin with. So it would be a real small cast if they were like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out, guys, you, you have fun. I, it,
2: it is I'm going go to go like, Tahiti.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it is. Yeah, it is a very Suicide Squad-esque, like, yeah, we know that this is it. And, you know, they, it's another one of those films where they they tell you who's going to die in the beginning of the movie. So the very first, you know, one of the very first uh, scenes we see after our opening action sequence mm-hmm. is one of the characters saying how he's going to propose to his girlfriend And it's like, well, you're dead. Yeah. Like,
1: you you definitely (laughs) don't make it. Like, there
2: was no way you survived this after that.
1: The only thing that surprised me about that is that they didn't make his death a significantly more tragic and like memorable event because like that is like, that is the surest sign that a character is not going to make it through. If you give them something to live for, they are right. fucking dead already. They're
2: done for. I mean, that's the equivalent of like I, five days until retirement, yeah. you know, like it's, it's the same thing, you know, like I'm going to propose to my wife, my kid, my girl's going to have a baby or I'm about to do this thing, you know, like mm-hmm. it was, that was it. Like you set them up for, for failure. Like you set them up to die and I was fine with it though. Yeah. Like that was one of those things that as soon, you know, it wasn't like, well, he's gonna die, dumb. I was like, he's gonna die, yep. awesome. Yep. Like, here we go. You know, like, it was exciting almost, because I was like, great. You know, it's one of those things where you talk about, like, you know the ending. Uh-huh. You know where it's all gonna go. Like, we knew exactly how this film was gonna play as soon as it started playing, and they were like this is the mission. And I'm like, cool. All right. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Self-sacrifice. You win. Great. The end. Let's go. I'm ready. And it was, it was true. That's exactly what happened, you know, Um, but like it was the journey that was pretty exciting.
1: And like they get literally everything was a Chekhov's gun. They're like, we've got this, uh, this experimental tech. Are you sure it's going to work? Hell no. I'm not sure, but it's all we got. Okay. So the tech's going to break down. Uh, they're like, you know, we've got this, uh, this super experimental, uh, weapon that is like a, like it basically implies that like, it's like a miniature sun that they, yeah. they shoot out of their arm. It's like a intense light and heat that like will set things on fire and blind people and whatnot. But they're like, I mean, you know, I cannot stress this enough. It's a last resort. So, of course, no one's going to think to use it until the very last the very scene last. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it is a true last resort. And, like, every single thing that gets set up pays off in some way. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you fucking did it. You did it good. Yeah. You know, uh, so
2: so as we mentioned, the, the plot of this is that they're going to go in they're going to get this vaccine, this experimental vaccine, and they are going to, um, uh, you know, get it out, get it to the scientists, yes. and that way they can replicate it. But the thing is, is they also don't know if the vaccine is uh, actually works. That's, That's the true. other part about this. That's true. And
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that when they, they do get their hands on it, of course, we get a, a, an opportunity almost immediately someone gets bitten and you know, they, they can't tourniquet in time. So it starts to spread and they're like, oh, we can we can amputate. Uh, and they're like, no, it's that that won't work. He'll just bleed out. And they're like the only ch- option is to give him the vaccine. And I'm like, first of all, that's not how vaccines work but I hope this works for your sake because that means you get an even worse death later. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and so
2: there's only three vials of the vaccine available. And now they've used one of them on the first guy that gets bitten, you know, so they, they jam it in him. They, you know, stick him with him. He's like, Ugh! and he dies. And then they're like, fuck, this didn't work. Bah, this really sucks. And then he <gasps> wakes up. And he's like, "I feel perfectly better, even yeah. though I have a giant gash uh, and wound on my arm. Uh, I'm healed. I'm not uh, a zombie now
1: and I was I was just I was waiting for there to be some like kind of crazy side effect because at this point, uh what the the mission crew doesn't yet know, but we as the audience know is that there's some sort of goddamn mutated super zombie uh, running around this town. Uh, like a combination of Nemesis and the liquor uh, from the Resident Evil franchises, and yes. also somewhat like a vampire. So this is like a zombie vampire film. And again, fuck yes. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so the beginning of the movie starts
2: with uh we see these two uh they're they're masked, you know, masked up because of radiation people and it looks like they're on their way out, you're like trying to make an escape or trying to do a thing. One of them gets taken, they have to blow up a car to like kill a bunch of zombies. Um one of them gets eaten by a creature. We hear snarling, you know, mm-hmm. the creaturey sounds and uh and and then that and then thus our movie begins and it cuts over to Michael Jai White and all the his team you know getting briefed and doing the thing uh and we end up meeting up with that person uh later um who uh, what what was her name it is goodman. goodman uh so we end up meeting up with goodman who is the remaining of a brother sister team who were uh trying to get the vaccine they themselves were trying to get the vaccine out um, or get out of there, and and because they were, she's a military scientist or something. Yeah, and we don't
1: um, we don't get a ton of backstory of why they were there and what their mission was, but we know that they were, they they had a backup plan to get out because it it later uh, gets yeah. revisited.
2: Yeah, so so they had a backup plan. So yeah, it was very vague, but it works out with uh with what they're doing. You're just like, oh, cool, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Y- you if you thought about it more you would be like hang on yes but like it gives you just enough where you're just like yeah that's probably true you know like it's just it's just enough it was enough to satisfy me enough where i was like i don't really care enough to ask more questions
1: yeah totally fair
2: yeah, so uh, so they eventually meet up with her. You know, there's there's five of them and her. They have this special tech now. One of the cool things about this tech is that it's it is an Iron Man HUD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it is is the heads up display. You know, they're uh, you know talking, but the thing is, is that it isolates the sound so that when they talk. Only they can hear each other. It doesn't amplify it out of uh, the thing, which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, oh, that's going to be important. Like, there's a reason why they did that. Like, it's going to be important that why you can't hear them. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, And so it just was, like, cool, but I don't really think it played a part specifically.
1: This is one of the the things that was a little bit of a missed opportunity uh, in that... um, They specifically say at the beginning that the tech will um, amplify quiet sounds. And will will dampen loud sounds. Basically, allow them to to hear their environment really well without being like deafened by like an explosion or like loud noises or anything like that. But they'll be able to hear quieter sounds more easily. But then any sound that they make in the helmet is contained. Uh, so they're like you can you can scream your head off, and the only one that'll hear us is you. And someone makes a comment kind of like, "Oh, that's reassuring," uh, <clears throat> but it's a bit of a missed opportunity because there are several instances. Where something externally makes really loud noises and the tech doesn't work and it like hurts their ears. And I'm like, well, you made a point specifically to say that that wouldn't happen. Uh, and it is unclear if it was a malfunction of this untested technology or if it was like somehow uh, like this, this creature is able to just make a sound so loud that the tech can't handle it, uh, which was, is a little weird.
2: It, it was another one. I mean, that's another example of one of those like, it gave me just enough where I was like, eh, nah, know. <laughs> you know, I was like, eh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, because it definitely felt like that should have been, um, an important like. Aha! This is how we defeat the creature because Mm -hmm. of this cool tech. But it didn't work out that way. But it also didn't necessarily this specific scenario didn't work out against them. Yeah. So it also was kind of like okay. So it just was cool. That's all. Like it was was just a cool thing.
1: It was a little bit of just like a kind of a setup and then failure to follow through, but not like a not a major miss.
2: Yeah, because it didn't create necessarily any plot holes per se. Yeah, you know where it was just like, well, you could have just you know gotten on the door and float away or whatever. The other um, thing
1: that is worth mentioning is that uh, because you know Michael J. White is is the the martial arts master, like they have a, a a scene at the beginning where they're testing the suits out, and he's like, well, how will they work in close combat? And so he and Ajax, the guy who designed the suits or was like there to repair them or whatnot, uh, apparently they were they're good friends. Ajax almost married. The boss, Michael Jai White's character is boss. Almost married boss's sister. There's a whole thing there that we don't get to get into, Uh, and so they have a, a brief spar, hand to hand. And it ends with Michael J. White's character boss uh, popping this, like, sword out of his arm. And I'm like, okay, that's badass. And that's really handy to have in a uh, in a zombie infestation. Uh, massively underutilized. He does bring it back later. So, again, like, everything... He does use
2: it. Everything
1: yeah. is check in this. So it does come back, but I just feel like there were plenty of opportunities where, like, he should have used it and didn't. And also, like... Nobody else's suit had that when they were in like close quarters situations. They were pinned down. They couldn't have just popped the thing out and killed. The I think. Like,
2: I think somebody else did. It was tough though because everybody looks the same yeah. in the suit, so it was hard sometimes in the action scenes, in the group action scenes, to to know who exactly was doing what. It's true. Um, you know, like it was hard. I mean, yes, they kind of like give you some sort of hints of like you hear a person talking while you see a person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it was fast. It was very fast to kind of cover it. So, it's fast and dark.
1: Know. And it, yeah, everybody's wearing yeah. the exact same uniform. And like that that can be problematic when you're trying to keep track of your characters, yeah. uh, especially if if the intent is to care about the characters. Although, again, following the zombie movie formula, don't get too attached to anyone.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the, the things about this movie, too, is that especially from the beginning of the movie, like up until they launched the actual mission, I was like, this movie is dripping with bravado. Yes. Like male bravado. Like there's that like, hey, bro, blah, blah, blah. Like, look how big our muscles are. Let's, <laughs> you know, arm wrestle and let's compare our pecs. You know, like it was very like... It, you know, like it just—it was just oozing with masculine energy, uh-huh. um, and and it kind of tapers off, you know, in the rest of the film. But the whole beginning of the film was very like, like it was weird, and I was like, this kind of makes me uncomfortable. Like this is really <laughs> like broy, like it was just—it was really weird. But it was like it, it was almost like parody of of like masculine uh, talk.
1: You remember that Top Gun parody that we did? When we did our our parody month back Uh, in April. Top Gunner. Top Gunner, yeah. yeah. You remember how, like, this was supposedly like this elite flight school, but there was like three people on the entire base? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the vibe that, like, the beginning of this movie is. It's literally just this mission crew that's hanging out on this base. And for all we know, they're the only survivors for miles, if not like in an entire state. Like, we have no idea. So it's literally the just these dudes like brown out until they get in the mission. Then it's like, Oh shit, we got to pay attention. We got to be serious. And like, yeah, nobody really fucks off through through the mission, which I I think was kind of interesting because you usually have at least one, like, you know, like a loose cannon stereotype or like a joker who's not like, not on, you know, not, not on target, not on, you know, not staying focused and like fucks up the mission or gets himself killed or something like that. But nobody was like that. Like everybody like stuck to their, their task. And like, they still got fucked. Like every single one of them died. But like, they, but like, like, not due to their own fault. Yeah. Like really. Like I, everybody was very like professional. I I I liked that. There there wasn't a moment where like oh like fucking Danner like just dicking off again and, and like you know who he saw that coming. Like no. Like he was doing his job and just gets blindsided by the the super mega uh, you know ultra zombie.
2: <laughs> the ultra zombie.
0: It's yeah. the
1: super shredder.
0: <laughs> right that's
2: literally what it was um yeah uh so so the, you know they're going off you know so obviously we're down to two vaccines um and you know of course another person gets bit so uh, i think it's michael jai white yeah, michael jai white gets bit uh boss gets wit bit so they use the vaccine on him he's good and essentially what they discover is that the the creature that they that has been kind of going around with the reason why people can't get into this vaccine things the creature's killing people is basically draining people of their blood but it won't drain the blood of a boss or um ajax right Who, who's the other one danner, danner was the one that, that got, got,
1: got the, bit the bit I got the bite first so
2: so they infer that it's because they have the antigens in their in their blood that you know the the things like I don't want your blood because it's it's poisoned to me, right? Yeah. Um so that's where they're like okay, here's what we got to do and they're like well what are we going to do? We have one vaccine left. You know, like, how are we going to get it back? And they're like, well, it's in your blood. So it's like, as long as, you know, you guys get back alive, the scientist can do science on your blood and recreate the vaccine. It's like, sure, sure. Honestly, Like, Like,
1: it was probably
2: true, but
1: it was one of the most like intelligent and competent handlings of a situation like that that I've seen where they're like, you know, we, we, we still have a chance. Uh, we like, first of all, we, we didn't fuck around. We didn't spend a bunch of time like arguing about what the creature was or like how to defeat it. We recognized, all right, it was actually averse to like this specific scenario. We know what was different about these two people. We narrow it down. All right. We like, that's how we kill it. But also like, this is how we, we ensure that the vaccine makes it back. Like, that, that part of the writing, like, I mean, there were some some pretty bad one-liners and, like, some some misses in the dialogue, but that part of the writing... There's also
2: amazing one-liner <laughs> that we were going to talk about at the end of this movie. Yes.
1: Uh, but that part of the mission, uh, or that part of the writing was really well done, and, like, big kudos to that. Like, that, that was smart thinking. It, it was
2: like, if anything, this is actually a really efficient zombie movie because, you know, it doesn't waste its time with, uh you know, with the, you know, hothead guy, the suicide, you know, the the uh, Joker guy or mm-hmm. the I'm going to go off mission guy. There's no like internal conflict. Everybody follows their orders. Everybody does the mission exactly as they should. Mm hmm. And it becomes a very efficient film. Um, uh, So I was just looking at the director's previous work. um, And this is exciting. This is Hank Braxton, who also directed Snake Out of Compton. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that is
2: a movie we covered a long time ago yes. um but snake out of compton uh is a movie that we covered what a wild movie i i think i remember liking that movie because it was just so bonkers that was
1: yeah i mean the snake comes up out of the toilet like that like we had my brother on for that one because he was that right was like you guys got to do this it. and yep. i was like we will uh but you got to come on the episode and talk to us about it uh and he regretted it but joined us nonetheless uh, yeah. So fuck. Yeah. Hank. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. So this was, uh, yeah. So snake out of Compton. Uh, he was the producer and, and director for that. Very great. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the thing when I said in the beginning that like, this is hot chocolate with water, it's not bad, no you know, it's not terrible. It, it did the job. It was still chocolate you know, at the end of the movie, uh, you know, it still tasted good. It still filled me up. Um, but it it just wasn't anything special. Um, and minus, you know, a couple of things
1: for being a, again, a pretty generic zombie movie. Like I've, you know, at this point, I've watched a lot of these and usually they're, they're like scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to casting in a lot of these films, uh, you know, with the obvious exception of zombie strippers, the greatest movie of 2008, which had Jen Jameson and Robert England, uh, uh, which is a fact. Phenomenal yeah. talent, uh, as yep. well as the the entire—I uh, forget the their troop name—but the entirety of the uh, the troop that that uh, originated Zombie Strippers and the Slaughter. Um, yeah, you know, some some brilliant minds there. Uh, but um, yeah, this the like I didn't know a lot of the actors in this, but it was well cast. They were good actors. The writing was decent, and they delivered their their parts just as they needed to. Uh, and It really, like, should be pointed out that, like, that was a plus for this movie. Like, that that could have easily taken this from, like, yeah, it was pretty good to, like, fuck, this was terrible. Had they, like, cast differently or had the writing been a little bit different. Like, any number of factors could have dragged this movie right down, so yeah i mean yeah
2: that's everybody like nobody was annoying in the movie like you know everybody was a little bit cheesy but in like a like a wholesome way like like the banter between ajax and and boss throughout the whole movie is like they have this thing where he's like well you're a deserter and you're like oh shit here we go like here's the conflicting thing and he's like Blah blah blah, but it was like he deserted him on a date, like he ditched him, like on a date because I the one was gonna your
1: ass or go meet the the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. He's like, that's fair. That's
2: fair. <laughs> and it was so cute. There was such a cute relationship, and I love that. I was like, that's so fucking wholesome. <laughs> and they're really like that the rest of the movie, yes. and I'm like, this is so cool. Like this was so great. It was fun to watch, but it was cheesy, but in a good way. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like really enjoyed their band. I, everybody, yeah. You know, like nobody. You know, there was one, uh, like. They did the thing too where you know like something bad happens to someone and they co- they don't tell anybody and blah 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 and they gave a perfect example of that as the one guy's suit malfunctions mm-hmm. and he he's like starting he like can't breathe and instead of not saying anything he says hey is anybody else's suit malfunctioning yeah. i'm having trouble breathing and they're like no should we look at it? and he's like I think I'll be okay. Let's just get this mission done. I can probably make it to the end. But they do end up fixing his suit later. They yeah. do end up like, he's like, okay, now we've got time to chill. He's like, hey, can you fucking fix my suit? And they're like, yeah, dude. And I was like, that's really cool because that could have been another one of those like, why didn't you tell me, soldier? And yeah. He's like, oh, I was protecting the mission. They, He's just like, hey, hey, hit my hands up. Yeah, And Uh,
1: this is fucked up. They didn't even pull a starship troopers and kill the guy as soon as he takes his helmet off. Like they, they let him have time to get it fixed and get back in the mission. And yeah, he like, he eats it later, but he eats it at the hands of the, the super mega mutant zombie and not because of an equipment malfunction. And like, you know what? Ton, ton deserved a good death. Uh, being the only thing that kept him from proposing to his sweetie. He deserved that.
2: He did. Yeah. You know what? He he went up against uh an indomitable foe. Yes. Um I, so So, you know, end of the movie, everybody's dead except for Goodman and uh, Boss, and, you know, so he's finally facing off against the big uh, creature, which we don't really get an explanation for the creature aside from Mm -hmm. radiation plus zombie equals mutation, right? Like, that's our assumption, and honestly, like, it's not important, it's just you know that that's happening, and you're like, cool, like, cool, zombie mutation, sure, like in line with zombie expectations. Sure.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like every now and then a zombie movie comes along, and they're like, "We're not doing like just standards. We're throwing we're throwing a curveball at you, and you know the our our protagonists are not prepared." Resident Evil activity. is yep.
2: yeah Resident Evil is a really great example of zombie mutations you know it's 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 there. So uh so this is where we get to what really sealed the deal for me on on why I like this movie. So Michael Jai White is fighting the big zombie guy right like really uh-huh. cool fight hand to hand he's getting tossed around he gets a few good shots in and so finally he takes the vaccine the the needle and he he stabs it into the guy and he's like Time to get vax, motherfucker. Headbutts <laughs> he, the pump. And then he, but then he says, side effects may include fuck you, <laughs> and headbutts the pump. <laughs> <laughs> Who writes a line like that? That is the best fucking line. Like that should have been the marketing around the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Side
1: effects make <laughs> time include, to get back, motherfucker.
2: You. Side effects may include
1: fuck you. Uh, just before that, though, he has another great moment that, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, is a, uh, an, a like a classic hip hop callback where the the zombie comes like charging into the room and like they blast him with lights to blind him and then he shoots him. He's like, "Who shot you, bitch?" <laughs> who shot you bitch yeah that was another great one <laughs> he was like yeah motherfucker and he started shooting who shot you bitch yeah like, that was great all, like they just they played it cool they played it straight the entire movie and in this last scene they're like alright Michael just fucking go nuts <laughs>
2: Just go, bon- yeah, the last 10 minutes of the movie, like, just do,
1: just be crazy. And he was like, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. It's like, and he does. And it's amazing. I just, I, I I, love it. I love it. And it's like, it's it's not, it's not an apt comparison, but it gave me the same level of joy uh, as that scene where Blade is fighting Dracula. And he's like, are you ready, Blade? And he's like, I was pulling ready, motherfucker. And just like fucking <laughs> right. fucks him up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's that same energy that like, that I saw watching that I'm like, yes, Yes, get him. Fucking head let that syringe. It,
2: it is like, it's a perfect like one line, you know, like <laughs> it, this is, so this is a really great example is because, uh, you know, this is the catchphrase, right? Or like the yeah. one liner, the last, you know, the last word of the hero type thing. Uh-huh. And the movie Black Adam uh, with with Dwayne LaRock Johnson has a running joke about like the, you know, a kid tells him that he needs a catchphrase. And so he keeps using it incorrectly <laughs> throughout the whole film. And then like at the very end of the movie, he says the catchphrase and he's like, you know, tell him the man in black sent you or something or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what it was. It was really dumb. We're terrible movie, by the way. Absolutely. Like it Whomp. wasn't even a good superhero movie. It was terrible. Whomp. um, Like really, really bad and made no sense whatsoever. But like. That was one of those ones where, like he says the last line, And I was like, Ugh, fucking come on." But this movie, yeah. I pretty much jumped out of my seat. and I was like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <It> was <laughs> so like, this good. is amazing because it was so good. It was exciting. It was funny. Like it just came out of nowhere. and it was like relevant, <laughs> you know? Like it just perfectly summed up situations. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course we we have our dramatic ending where, uh boss and goodman are the you know they're the only ones left they um yeah they're at the point where like they they've got the the super mega zombie on the ground he's been injected with the the vaccine and he's suffering and She's like, should we kill him? And he's like, no, let him suffer. And, of course, they walk out just as the timer goes off on the bomb that they set, which you know, sets off the convenient gas leak from uh, a stray bullet earlier. So we have this massive explosion. You're like, of course, the thing's dead, right? And they you know, they walk away dramatically. They get to safety, to the evac zone, to get out of there. Just as we, the audience, hear the snarling of the creature again. I'm like, oh, they didn't oh. kill it. And I just – like, I – so – the very beginning of the movie, and I told you, everything's check off in this. The very beginning of the movie, uh, there's a moment where Goodman and her brother are like trying to infiltrate the, the town and they walk past a zombie who's like rattling the fence at him. He's on the other side of the chain link fence and they don't like, they don't like stab it or like shoot it or anything like that. They just keep walking. And in my head, I thought there has never been a time in a zombie movie or story of any sort where leaving one alive was a good idea. And sure enough, at the very end of the film, they don't ensure that the big bad is dead and the implication being that he's not dead. And like, see, you always, oh, I mean, Zombieland, you do the double tap.
2: Double tap. I was just going to say, that's, was <laughs> that like rule number, n- rule number one, double I think, tap? I think rule that was rule number cardio, two
1: because I think cardio was rule number cardio one.
2: Cardio was rule number one and double tap was number two.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to double check, but I think that then is, uh. Zombie Land rules. I think it's, uh, I, it's really it's cardio important. double tap, ziplock bags, beware of bathrooms, seat belts, et cetera. Yeah, so it is it's yeah. cardio first and then double tap. Uh, it's yeah. that important though. That is that is rule number two, and they didn't follow rule number two.
2: That's a shame. Maybe they can, didn't watch
1: the movie. Jesse uh, the Eisenberg is, would have survived better in this, in this uh, than than any of this crew.
2: Than any of the crew. You know what's interesting? Is this movie set in the future? Or is it just set in the current time? Because there's a comment made. I mean, obviously the cool suits is is like you know this is future tech. Yeah. Um. But they the the backup plan that Goodman and her brother had made was basically a gas power an old gas powered Ford truck. Mm-hmm. Um. And a comment is made where one of the guys was like, oh, he's like, oh, look at this. It's a classic. Like you gotta love old technology because they're talking about how it's not. Um, it's not electronic, so it's not affected by any of the stuff. It's just gas, regular gas
1: powered. I think that just specifically because it's like a, uh, I I don't know the exact year, but it looked like basically like a, maybe late seventies, early eighties model for, uh, so like, again, it's just, it's real simple, just gas powered. The, you say the only electronics is the, is the radio. Uh, and so. It's something that they can rely on. There's fewer things to go wrong. And, you know, they, you know, Goodman makes a point to say, like, this is the only reliable thing around here. My brother's, you know, is my brother's, he kept it up. Uh, So uh, I don't think it's meant to imply that it is like ancient, like, whoa, I've never seen one of these before, but just like, it's just, it's trusty and reliable in a situation where other technology has been demonstrated to fail. Uh, they don't really give us a, a good time period. It feels like it is supposed to be uh, kind of the vaguely the present or the near future ish that a, a lot of movies like this will do, where they don't tell you when, but it feels like it could happen at any moment.
2: Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm about to buy an electric car and uh, I saw this and I was like, oh, maybe am I making a bad decision? Like, uh, you know, (laughs) because now I won't have a gas powered car. But then I was like, no, in in the event of a zombie zombie apocalypse, a gas powered car isn't going to be great either because one, it's going to attract a lot of attention because of its noise. Mm -hmm. But two, I'm eventually going to run out of gas Mm -hmm. as much as I'm going to run out of electricity. So like, a car in general and a zombie apocalypse is not going to uh, help me in any scenario.
1: That's that's one of my uh, one of my things that I always think is really interesting about like long term zombie stories that cover like a period of years and think like you know probably the, the most popular one being The Walking Dead. Like they show early on people like constantly scavenging and like you know early on you you can get what's there left in the tanks or you can siphon from from other cars or whatnot. But like sooner or later. Your luck's going to run out, whether that be just the supply in your general area is just gone, and there's nothing left for you, uh, or you're just going to run out in a situation where you can't get access to anymore. Uh, and yes, it was convenient because it helped you cover more ground for a short period of time, but uh, if it didn't get you to to, to safety, then you're right. You're and- still kind of fucked.
2: Yeah, either way. Uh, Yeah, so you mentioned The Walking Dead, uh, but now, as of uh, last week, last week of airing, um, HBO Max has just launched The Last of Us uh, Mm. TV series. Mm -hmm. So that is out. So that's another uh, zombie series that's set, like, in the future, like zombies have been going for a while uh, series. So that debuted uh, last week. So episode two is debuting tonight. Uh, For those of you listening, when this episode came out, uh, for those of you listening as we record this episode, which is only you and I, um, that first episode debuts tonight. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The Last of Us.
2: Yeah. The Last of Us is on HBO Max tonight. I've been
1: looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Um, so I, it's tonight it's going to be cool. I haven't played the game but I know enough of the storyline and how like intensely emotional the the game uh is known to be that I'm looking forward and you know the casting is great even like if you think just Pedro Pascal and Nick Offerman like that's that's a sell for me like I'll I'll watch pretty much anything with those two in it.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sold, uh, uh, especially. So, um, yeah, so that's really cool. So if you guys, Hey, if you've been watching the last of us, what do you think of it? Uh, let us know. You can tweet us, uh, uh, tweet or Instagram us over at night shift MG, um, uh, at night shift MG, um, everywhere, you know, we would love to hear your thoughts on dead zone as well as, uh, the last of us. Uh, so should you watch this movie? yes totally i I I think think this is a good enough movie for for a zombie watch
1: yeah again like it's if if you know you like zombie movies then yeah give it a watch if you don't like zombie movies skip it like this it fits the formula well enough that if you fall on one side or the other of that of, of that question then you know what to do uh and in my opinion i fall on the pro side i say watch it yeah whereas
2: i normally fall on the indifferent or am bored of zombies uh side i still say watch it um Mm -hmm. you know it was like i i still think it was a really good one uh, I could have done with more Michael Jai White action. Yeah, um, he's a very good martial. But this is just me as as a fan of like martial art movies. I would have loved to seen him throw some more punches and kicks. Um, but it was still pretty good.
1: And it also is a short movie. It clocks in at around an hour twenty. So like there there is yeah. more that they could have done if they had chosen to spend more time on it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really just, it zips uh, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so hey, there it is. Uh, you know, thanks a lot for for listening to this episode. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, please make sure to do so. We super appreciate it. And of course, leave a rating and review um, if your uh, podcast player of choice has that option. It's super helpful, and it's how other people discover us and mm-hmm. listen to uh, five years worth of our nonsense.
1: Just, just wild.
2: That's... Just crazy. Here, here we are. Um, So we've got one more episode left, uh, of the, of the month before we kick it over to our February where it's going to be, uh, unconventional love stories. Mm -hmm. So we're, uh, excited for that one. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. it's going to be a cool month. Um, but either way, Hey, you've been with us this far. We're counting down. We're on, we're on six episodes left after this one, six episodes left. Uh, so, Hey, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And we will see you next time. Yeah.